Welcome back Dude. to what? Welcome, come on, are you serious? Welcome. That's what it says. Welcome. Well, oh, whatever. I find. Well, okay, take take two. Well, welcome back to part two of the Seminal Bands podcast from the Musicians Lab. Be sure to check. Be, be sure to check out parts one and three at www.themusicianslab.com. See, I got it right that time. I didn't say, I, I said the whole thing. Man. Later on in life, when, when I started to actually, uh, you know, write songs and, and do that whole trip instead of just playing the guitar, um, I think things like, you know, the, the bands like the Beatles. It becomes say. more, you know, I'm a sucker for melody too. Yeah. You know, if it's a good melody, I don't care what the, the song is and if and you ever have tried to sit wow. around and actually write a good melody <laughs> it ain't it ain't as easy as it seems i don't know if it's something that you really try to do i think yeah. it's something that just you sort of do or you don't yeah. and i think those guys really had that ability and that's to, where they uh, exceeded at i mean it. you know it's it's funny as a musician sometimes <coughs> we can get so caught up in the technical aspect of it and 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 uh and forget the musicality sometimes it's it's uh easy we had a, a podcast about technique recently to uh, focus on the technique and, and, and forget about other things. And there's, you know, this is another podcast, but sometimes I, I, I feel that you can be so overdeveloped in, in one area that you're utterly underdeveloped in another. Absolutely. And songwriting is an area that, that takes a lot of work. You sure. Know? So sure. We all know plenty of guitar players that really spend a lot of time, you know, perfecting their uh, soloing ability, and, and then, you know, they sort of put their foot into the... Uh, realm of writing and it uh and it's you can tell a little, that little frightening they have some holes in their yeah musicianship that's that's true so that's a whole nother thing and and uh you know paul mccartney and john lennon were jedi knights of uh writing absolutely another band that that we just talked about a second that i actually do think was pretty seminal was the who i actually yeah I, I grew up that. loving The Who. I was a Who fan from, from day one. That's kind of why I picked up the guitar. Mm -hmm. um, the Who and Jeff Beck. Those were my two big big uh, influences when I was really young. And uh, I think I think they were seminal. I think they you know had a big influence. You know, the rock opera. We have a lot uh, to, uh, to give to The Who. You know, a whole large piece of music dedicated to one theme. Absolutely. Now, you, when, know? you know, I have a question for you. Maybe mm -hmm. uh, I shouldn't ask this because this could display our lack of knowledge about mm. a lot of things because you know mm -hmm. we, we are omnipotent we know all <laughs> we know all we see right. all we do all right <laughs> okay. and uh, what, what i was gonna <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we don't do all just to uh <laughs> just, just to give you guys a little uh yeah. clue and if you haven't got it by now uh we do practice a uh sort of a version of recreational sarcasm and you will hear that come out from time to time and you know but if you want to send hate mail about how we think we're gods, then that's that's great too. <laughs> okay. Because there really only is one god, and and that uh, man's name is Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> Ooh. Oh.
awesome. Yeah. But we'll that's talk an, about that. That's another podcast. Yeah, he's he's another is podcast. Is Ronnie James Ronnie the James God? The, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I will argue I will argue that the man is actually 150,000 years old right now <laughs> and still sounds like, you know, uh, the most powerful voice in, in metal ever. Right. But that's a whole other thing. Um, yes. But yet, yet again, we digress. Uh, For minutes. Go ahead. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, I'm not even sure what I was talking about at this point. We were talking about rock operas. Um, well, I was going to ask you a question, and that yeah. is, when was Tommy actually... When was that? When was that written? You know, I don't know. I want to say '69 or something like that. Was but it that early? I think so. But but it wasn't the Who's first rock opera. There was one before that. Um, you know, and it's funny too. They performed it on that Stones movie, Rock and Roll Circus, uh-huh. and it is one of the most kick-ass Who performances ever. A man's been gone for night on a year. He was due home yesterday, but he ain't here. They were so dead on. The harmonies were killing. Yeah. Uh, man, man, I'm, and because of my feeble mind, I can't think of the name of it. I think it's on like Sell Out. We interrupt this broadcast to help our feeble-minded host with some wise words from the all-knowing Confucius. Uh, Confucius, I say, uh, a correct one is a rock opera from The Who. Found on the album, uh, a quick one, clocking in at 9 minutes 11 seconds. But that was the first piece written, and I can't remember the name of it. I apologize vehemently for that, but uh, no, that's, that's, it's, it's a predecessor to Tommy. I will say that, that and you bring up an interesting thing that, that I... Uh, sort of just mm. made me think a little bit, and that is that you know there was that whole aspect of that band as well. That uh, you know, of course, I mean, you could say the Beatles were great performers and, mm-hmm. and everything, but uh, you know, when you see some of the, the early Who footage, um, oh my God, they took performance you know, to they just destroy levels that that were never seen. You know, they just destroy the the stage, and it's to me. Yeah, we that's, were you know, we were talking about Hendrix before the podcast exactly. about it, how he owned the stage, and it was mm-hmm. all about vibe sure. with Hendrix. Not only the music, just the overall. You just watch. I feel, for me, if I just even watch a film of him, it, I'm overwhelmed by the the overall vibe of what's going Absolutely. on. Not even the music. Yep. Um, the Who's there too. Yep. I don't know if you ever saw the Kids Are Right movie where mm-hmm. they're where they're doing uh, uh, "Won't Get Fooled Again." Mm-hmm. I think it is that live. You know, they they rented some sort of soundstage, got a bunch of people in, and filmed them performing. Yeah. I mean, God, you know, what incredible power. powerful. I yeah. mean, you can't come close yeah, to that kind of power of and energy on stage. And that moment in time, sure. good lord, Absolutely. just beyond. And that's on for fire. me what hit me. It wasn't. It wasn't the. You know, I didn't want to play guitar because of you know, the you know the the technique of it. And I never even thought about technique till years later. Mm-hmm. It had nothing. It was just you know, Pete Townsend, you know, a windmill hitting an E, an open E. Ooh, and I, I just, would have to. Good I would, Lord. I would have to say is actually, 
I don't know if I want to use the, the term underrated guitar players, uh, but I think the guy is a phenomenal player. I mean, absolutely, you know, he's not necessarily the flashiest player in the world, but his sense of, of uh, time, time, his and time rhythm. feel is amazing. And especially when you think of amazing. this is people you're gonna if you're into the Who, this is gonna get some people probably angry. But I, I I'll say it anyway. <laughs> Keith. <Moore. laughs> Yeah. Who who is revered as a rock drummer, and there's some people that that just feel that he is just the top of the top of the top, in terms of even technique. And to me, he was an amazing drummer, but he was all about vibe again. It wasn't sure. about technique. Uh, he, you know, he wasn't the cleanest of drummers, and he was sort of like a, all his time feel was sort of all over the place. There it just, was a lot of moments where it sounded like somebody threw the drums down a staircase. It really. But it really was, but it befitted the Who. Like it when sounded Kenny, great. It sounded great <laughs> when when he was no longer there. The Who was no longer the Who. Yeah, they ceased to be the Who when he passed away. Yeah, and um, to me, the timekeeper of the band was Pete Townsend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I mean, even you know, Janet was a fantastic. You know, and he was a technically you know very gifted bass player, but he played a lot, right? Yeah, so well, he, he played, played very <laughs> active. You know, it, he didn't you lay think? it down. You know, he. <laughs> He just, but it was amazing. <laughs> Pete Townsend was the, the, the time field. And that, I think, also is what one of the most influential things was. Not only, you know, fantastic lyricist, uh, uh, incredible, you know, uh, obviously he's a brilliant guy, great songwriter, his just sense of time and, and, and power yeah, in absolutely. his playing. You know, uh, I don't think uh, any of the, the, those 60s bands had someone with that kind of power. You know, I mean, Hendrix yeah. was close, I would say. Oh yeah, well. But that's a different kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. But the sheer power, of the Who. Whew, I mean, yeah, they they definitely had the rock and roll. You know that. Sorry uh, about whistling into a bike without a pop screen there. That was nice. Go ahead. That was like an old man. Yeah. The Who was great band. That's right. Uh, well, we should probably because we have so many bands to talk, to talk about, about. I think we're probably going to have to do this in two podcasts. I would imagine. I would say so. Let's talk about the '60s today. All right. Uh, I'll give you one more band from yeah. that era. I don't. In, in, this is another band that I re- didn't really get, mm-hmm. and I still I, I have to admit, and a lot of people are going to hate me for this. I'm mm-hmm. not the biggest fan in the world. However, I will say that they are hugely influential, mm-hmm. and they're a great band, and mm-hmm. I can listen to some of the early stuff, and, and it really kicks my ass. Mm-hmm. Warrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Cut. <laughs> so. Flock of seagulls. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm back to that whole '80s thing again. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead. But uh, I would say the Rolling Stones. You'd have to say the Rolling I don't Stones. think anybody can argue that, you, you know. You can't, you can't argue it. And I, I too, <coughs> I also fall into that category of yeah. someone that never really um, pursued the Stones, but appreciated them. Sure. And they're about vibe, too, but it's not like power. To me, the Stones, what is the vibe? For me, it's, I've always, I've, you know, and just in figuring out some Stones music, too, it, it seems so chaotic, the guitar parts at times. Mm-hmm. Um that you wonder how it works, but it, when it all comes together, it's it's perfect. It has this wonderful, yep. you know, musical individual thing. And obviously, these bands were were so individual, you know. Sure. I mean, back in the day, the Rolling Stones were the bad boys. Those were the guys with the jean jackets, and you know, you don't want to be, right. you don't want to be messing with those guys. It's the Rolling Stones. Uh, I confused what I say. Uh, he meant to say a uh, rather jacket. Uh, jean jacket not come along until 80s. And uh, any man wear a jean jacket, not rock so tough. 
looking at him now, I think I could take him. But <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> man. Time, Mick is, time hasn't been. <laughs> Mick, Mick still looks like he's pretty. You know, yeah, he's okay. He's pretty Maybe, in shape. Mick could take me. Yeah, still. I don't, Keith, I don't think. You know, yeah, there's no contest. <laughs> right. there. You could probably like you know Charlie Watts <laughs> flick his arm and his veins would collapse. Right. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I Wasn't think there's something wacky that he like fell out of a tree at his house or something. <laughs> What the, where is this coming from? This one time, he fought a giant moth. <laughs> and he breathed fire on it to kill the thing. I was just like, I heard that somewhere. Uh-huh. I dreamt it. You saw it on the internet. <laughs> I said, Ernie and S has told me all about Ernie it. Ernie just told you. <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, so the Rolling Stones. Neither one of us can talk in detail about them because we don't know anything. But I can't offer much other than the fact that, uh, you know... I, they were widely... Influential, I, I agree. And I finally, you know, uh, I finally in the past, I don't know, maybe ten years, I, I, it finally makes sense to me. You know, I listen and I, I get, I understand mm-hmm. what it's what it's all about, and I think it's great. This is world-renowned physicist Stephen Hawking. I don't know about you, but I think these musicians' lab podcasts are the most f-ing awesome f-ing I've heard in my motherfucking life. It's like shooting directly into my spine. I can't get enough. Check out part 3 of the Seminole Bands podcast at www.themusicianslab.com Rock and roll, mud f***ers.